Well, good evening. I'm Rick Dancer. And the reason I'm smiling is because there's always technical difficulties some that can come along and it's just the nature of the beast. But you know what? We are really happy to have you. And I see my guest, his iPhone is working. So yes, that's what we love. And he's going to have a much better time talking that way. So we got a really interesting show for you today. I don't know if you guys, I'm going to air a little video um, in a little bit. Um, in fact, you know what I might do? I might just break rank a little bit here. And why not just throw this everything to the wind and do it do it the way I want to do it, since I had to do it the way KZI wanted to do it all my life. Um, so I'm going to set you up with this. Um, there's a lot of bad stuff going on in the world and there's a lot of good stuff in the world. And I think the way you combat the evil inclination is through doing stories on good people. Um, and so tonight, um, that's what we're going to do. I was out running the other day um, and I'm a big cemetery fan. And so let me show you this video to kind of set you up. First, I'll have the open. Our sponsors tonight are Chris Daniel Family Dentistry. Um, also, New Leaf Hyperbarics and Wellness Center. I'm also throwing in Rosa Real Estate Group because they've got a special M's uh, thing that they're doing to give away. Compton Wines, uh, Family Winery out of uh, Philomath. And we're going to have all those folks kind of involved in this. So let me get you the get you the, the open and then I'm going to hit you with a video. And that'll explain why my two guests are here. I love cemeteries. I think it's so peaceful here. This is the Deep Creek Cemetery. It's about, oh, four and a half miles from my house and I'm on a run. Kathy went on a bike ride. But I love cemeteries because these are the people who, who started this place. You know, and their families have been here for generations and, and their lives are done here on this earth. And oh, in fact, this is kind of cool. There's a little town around here called Tostin just down the road about 10 miles and looky there there is a Tostin headstone obviously related um, so one of the things I wanted to just mention to you is I've always been a guy who when I pray to God I just kind of pray that he does what he wants to do you know just I don't I don't pray specifics I've always been kind of against that but I'm changing my tune I'm reading a rabbi a book he wrote about following God and our Yehovah or Yehovah, however you want to say it. And um, his thought is you pray about everything down to you lose a button on your shirt, you pray about it. Um, every little detail in your life. And this is why I like it. Because he says, if you pray about every little detail in your life, then when God solves that problem, you won't take credit for it because you know you gave that over to God. So that makes sense to me. Um, and it's taken a long time because I was really anti, I can't stand it when people get into, you know, they're asking for every little thing. So I've been corrected. God's whispered in my ear and said, Rick, bring it to me. So look out because every little thing that's troubling me or that I need, I'm going to go to God for. And that means if you're against me, you're in trouble because <laughs> with him for me who can be against me truly so anyway i'm going to kind of troll around here and see meet some of my old neighbors and then uh get on the rest of my run this is going to be like a nine miler i think by the time i'm done so anyway have a great day and remember 
the best way to fight evil is with good. Do good, evil will come after you, but it doesn't stand a chance against good. Good will prevail, even though it's hard to see right now. The truth will set you free. All right, I'm off. Well, and that brings me to my first guest, Rob, base and tackle Rob out of Charleston, Oregon. So uh, what do you think of my hypothesis? I, I, I like it, but I, I have to rewind to the very beginning when you said, and I quote, I'm a big cemetery fan. After that, um, <laughs> I, that, I don't think I've ever heard those words spoken by a human being. David Letterman years and years and years ago, before he went like totally crazy, like Hollywood makes you, he used to have a segment on his show and it was like words that you've never heard before or have never been put together in the English language or, or human communications. And I, you know, I'm sure in the annals of human history, the words I'm a big cemetery fan have been used before together like that, but I don't think it happens that often. You are a pioneer of, of sorts and now you scare me on a level you didn't scare me before. <laughs> yeah, you will not see Rob joining me on my show anymore. Well, no. Rob, and just... now, now I have to have one of these every time we talk because you're a big fan of cemeteries. Sorry. <laughs> I didn't say I like burying other people there. No, it's, no, you just I, you, you left it you left it way too open to interpretation. But you weren't it, twitching when you said it. I'm a big fan of cemeteries. That that would be something completely different. But no, you, you handled it well. No, but I I, I, I like that hypothesis. And it's because it, when you walk around, those people they've they've lived their lives. They've done what they did. They made their choices, and yeah. they're done. And it's over. It's done. And, and now they're all. We're all going to go. We we all have a finite amount of time on this earth. And a little spoiler alert: one of your guests this evening has an amazing story to that to that end. Well, and we all are going to go at some point. And you know, it's up to us to to leave our families, to leave our our friends, to leave our legacy as best we can, whatever that looks like. However small a piece that is, however small a piece that is, isn't really that small because it affects your progeny and it goes on for generations and generations and millennia. And, and every little action we take, every little thing we do could have a ripple effect. So do you, have, you had a, have you ever had a close call? Like, I mean, where you felt like. Oh, 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 yeah. Yeah, no, I've, I've been I've been blown up. I've uh, um, had had I've got bits of shrapnel in my eyes and all kinds of cool stuff. I've. Um, Never been pronounced dead or anything like that. I've taken, she would tell you, why would I tell you this? But I've taken a severe blow to the head to the point where uh, the ER doc said, yeah, you shouldn't be here right now. And don't, don't you use know, that against you. That's the first thing you've ever said that I truly believe. Because um, I think you, I was, I just assumed you were dropped on your head as a child. I, no, I, well, that's, that's, no, but I, I purposely sustained a blow on the other side of my head at a later date to even things out. That's, that's how it works. So Liz says, I love walking through cemeteries, especially old ones. The favorite headstones are the old ones that put the personal picture in a little frame and lift it up. Mine are the ones that have sayings on it. They used to write, you know, like a lot of, a lot of words in cursive on those headstones. And there's one I saw in Eugene one time and I can't quote it, you know, verbatim, but basically what it was saying is where you stand, I once was. Where I am, you will soon be. Yeah. Watch, watch how you live your life. 
And I thought it's like speaking from the grave go. And I'm like going, Oh my gosh, this, cause you know, some, here's some dead guy talking to me. And, yeah. uh, but, but I think it's cool. The headstones because like there here in a new area, I'm walking around going, Oh, the Flynn's that's that barn down there. It says Flynn ranch and there's a Flynn road. So I know that those people were probably a pioneer old family. And that's, I, I really, it's kind of like, um, you're, you're meeting the neighbors. It's a time capsule. It really is. And I think that's what the headstones were designed. So you stand there and, and you could kind of read some things into it. And so. sometimes you can feel the things. You know, I've, I've been in old battleground sites and um, places where, you know, wonderful, amazing things have happened or horrible things have happened. And whether, you know, it, it's something like a, like a cemetery or um, a building. You know, I was totally kind of off topic, the same thing. I was at the Murrah building shortly after the Oklahoma bombing. Oh. And it was it was palpable. I mean, even though the event itself was over, uh, the death, disfigurement, the loss, everything had it was kind of over at that point. You could still feel it. And it, it, the whole area emoted, even though the people themselves maybe weren't necessarily there to emote what they had gone through. The whole area itself did. And I feel that way. If you've ever been to Custer's uh, Custer's Last Stand, that battlefield, Little Bighorn, you feel it. And I yeah. was given the privilege and honor of walking through there. And that is something that people do not ever get. And I was allowed to walk through that. And to this day, it it's a cemetery. It's a cemetery. And and those troops were were in turn where they where they died. They they holes were dug, they were rolled into it the next day, buried over, and that's where many of them are to this very day. And you can feel that. And I, I do think cemeteries do the same thing. You can feel the life. You can feel the love. You can feel the loss. You can feel everything um, just by being in these areas. I remember going to, to Gettysburg as a kid with my mom and dad and my sisters. And you could feel this kind of an aura, just a like a an honor that was there. And I think that's yes. really good. I think that sticks with people. So let me do something. I want to run two, two commercials and then I want, one of them is going to be Dr. Bratlin and I want you to comment on what he's talking about, but I'm going to, let me get Would love to. Hang on just a sec. Matt McCarl with New Leaf Hyperbarics and Wellness. And today we're not talking hyperbarics, we're talking light therapy. This is what we call our power bed. So it does red, blue, and infrared light therapy. And for those that don't know, red, blue, and infrared light therapy is great to help our bodies have more energy, help our bodies recover, works with inflammation. So it's a double, kind of like a one-two punch, if you will, with hyperbarics followed by the light therapy or even standalone light therapy. This machine specifically has eight different modes. Mode one is for chronic pain, mode two is for recovery, then we have relaxation, a mode for skin to help with psoriasis, different things like that, help pump collagen, so it helps folks keep that youthful look. Mode five is for performance, which athletes really like. Six is energy, seven is power healing, and then eight is body balance. If you would like more information, please feel free to give us a call at 541-636-3278 or look us up online at newleafeugene.com. Say what they want. And and the reason I do the billboards is because it, it, it hits more people. And I'm not trying to piss people off. I'm just trying to let my, I, I don't want the lockdowns. And then it was, uh, you know, back to blue. There's nothing wrong with back in the blue. We need more people supporting, uh, supporting our police departments. And, uh, and they, they need to be driving, policemen need to be driving around and seeing that billboard and, and feeling good because uh, they've been crapped on. And, and now with the, uh, with the new billboard, it wasn't, you know, some people, you had told me, because I don't even read, read my comments, that people had made comments that I was just trying to get attention from Joe Rogan and, and, uh, and Elon Musk. And I don't care about their opinions. 
but I like the fact that they're free thinkers. They believe in freedom of speech. And we, uh, that's why I kind of applauded them. Uh, and I said, hey, they rock, which was a good time because certain things came out. Um, and I don't believe in all their views, but I, we used to be a country that you could actually have views and not hate people. And that's what I think those two people represent is they, they're okay with people having different views. It's good to have different views. It is good to have different views, don't you think? Point of view now live in the, the new world where you're not told to have your own thoughts. If you don't say things that the Facebook likes, they will shut you down. Absolutely. No, it's... If Hitler came, if you were walking to the cemetery and Hitler popped up and said, Rick, what is going on? I couldn't even imagine something as wonderful, as beautiful as this. Look, we have full control over all the people. Kate Braun, I love her. She is one of my my ancestors. Um, yeah, no, we don't have that ability any longer. You can't, there is no middle ground, whether it's on social media and whether chicken or the egg, I don't know what came first. You can't even have middle ground having di interactions with people. We had I've had some lately with people that are politically polar opposite of who I am, and we've had some great exchanges lately. But the the main thing that we took away from it was this doesn't happen anymore. Like, are we allowed to do this? Like, are we going to get in trouble for talking and expressing opinions, having differing viewpoints, and not going towards each other's throats? Um, we we're not allowed to do that anymore. And by golly, that is one of the the tenets that made America as amazing and great as it is. Well, welcome to Montana, because we do it here. And, you know, Where's and I your think, hat? Huh? Why don't you I, have a cowboy hat? I do. But I wear that. Uh, well, I, you know, I do. It's in my closet. I wear it to the rodeo. I don't wear Listen. Yeah. Oh, oh, I like cemeteries. I like cemeteries, and I keep stuff in the closet. Okay, Rick. Rob, hold on. Let me tell you. If, and I don't mean to boast, because far be it from me to have an ego or anything like that. But if you had hair like this you can't cover yeah you can't cover this up no it's i like, get it it's like there's there's these sins there's cardinal sins and and like number 2.5 is thou shalt not cover up rick dancer's hair for any I get reason it. and so i'm no. just I'm, I'm god gave this to me and you're asking me to cover it up no 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 can you no i i, I this is me backing up because I've seen that hair in person. I've seen that hair in 35 mile an hour winds. And I, like, I, was, I wasn't trying to get close to you to smell you, but I was trying to get close to you to see if the hair actually moves. And it doesn't. It's supernatural. It's supernatural. Well, and then at night, I just take it off and set it over there. <laughs> that, would be, that would be the most scandalous, horrifying thing. I, no, don't don't ever do Even if that's really how it works, don't do if, that. Ever. If it was true, then people would die, wouldn't they? It would be like, yes. oh my God. Yes. The whole hair thing is a lie. Rob, yeah. thank you for coming on and my uh, pleasure, my friend. Being some positive and go ahead and say your ending because you always do. Folks, uh, Rick, everybody, fantastic to be here as always. God bless each and every one of you, and may God bless America. All right, buddy. See ya. Thank you. See, that's positive, fun, interesting. Um, another pro I want to put this up here too because um uh before we get to our guest, our other guest tonight. Um, Derek Roser Real Estate Group is doing a giveaway, and I want you to hear about this. Hey everybody, it is Logan with Roser Real Estate Group here. I am at PK Park where I have the best offer for you. I have four free Emeralds tickets to any game you want to go to for the rest of the 2022 season. All you got to do is comment on our Instagram post. You got to tag two of your friends, and you definitely have to be following us. So 
get on that now. Go watch some free baseball. Heck yeah. Compton with uh, Compton Family Wines, uh, Philomath, Oregon. We're at our state vineyard. Uh, right now we're working on the Pinot Blanc. Uh, we're in the middle of summer pruning right now. So the grapevines are growing. Uh, we had a, the spring was very wet, a lot of moisture in the ground. So the vines are gonna be very vegetative this year. So we're conquering all that vegetation, vegetative growth that they wanna have this year to focus on the fruit, which is down here. So we had fruit, uh, we had bloom. Uh, in early July, and which is rather late for us, that's so about two weeks later than normal. And then, but right now you can see we have good fruit set. Then the next thing we're going to do is we're going to do a little bit of leaf pulling too. But we'll pull leaves and open up the fruit zone. And it's not so much that we're trying to get sunlight on it, but we're trying to keep the good airflow going. And if you want to try some great wine, Philomath, they're right in downtown Philomath. Uh, Compton Family Wines, they're open all weekend with tastings. Uh, be sure and go check them out. They're one of our great sponsors. We want to make sure you know about them. So the other day I was on Facebook and I'm strolling through the feed and up pops this picture. And it kind of, well, let me show it to you. It kind of caught me off guard. It was like, and this is Brandon Singh. And I don't know if Brandon and I have really actually ever met. Um, but I saw this and then the story is the guy is 36 and he had a heart attack last week. And I'm like, what? How can you be 36 and have a heart attack? So I just, you know, how I, I don't have a lot of filters. And so I just went online and went to the message section and said, Brandon, would you come on the show and just talk? First, I asked, has your life changed? Well, <laughs> yeah. And I think that's a really great place to start a story. And I just wanted him to come on and tell a little bit about what's going on. So, Brandon, welcome to the show. We're so glad to have you. Um, Thanks for having me, Rick. So, tell kind of tell people the story. What happened and when did this happen? So, I went into the ER on Friday, the 29th, and uh, got out of there Sunday. But um, I've been having uh, noticing symptoms for two weeks prior to that. And I remember it was exactly two weeks. It was... Um, uh, July 15th, uh, the first day of the world championships that we held here at Hayward. Uh -huh. um, I was working there and uh, my job there required a lot of walking around. And so um, I'd mentioned to my coworker, I said, Hey man, I'm getting this weird, weird feeling in my chest. Um, and kind of just, just dismissed it. You know, um, I do that. I'll do that with things, you know, you sleep on it. Sometimes things go away, you know, heartburn or something like that and right right you know a lot of things went through my mind but uh it had gone on for for two weeks and progressively gotten worse and finally uh, finally i went into the ER. and what was that oh your mom's on here is tamara tamara davenport your mom hey mom i love you too yeah that's my mom boy tamara i bet you're happy so what what was it like? Did you did you get to the hospital before you had the heart attack, or did you have the heart attack ahead of time before? So I had uh, what they call a cardiac event. I had a heart attack. Um, I actually so what I did is I gave myself kind of a stress test. I'm kind of stubborn with that. Um, it, it takes a lot for me to. <laughs> You're a man. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and it, it takes a lot for me to go in to the doctor, let alone the emergency room. Um, you know, I wanted to avoid emergency room costs too, you know? Yeah. And so, um, 
actually we'll go back to about four days into the symptoms. Um, I had jumped on the stationary bike just right outside my office. And I, I said, I'm going to test this thing out and see, is it just when I exert myself? Cause I started getting that idea and I, I pedaled as hard as I could for about 30 seconds, ran out of breath, got off and my chest felt like it was kind of collapsing in. I felt a tight pain directly through to my back and both of my arms from my shoulders down to my elbows um, was just a tight pain. And it, it got me a little paranoid. Um, I started thinking something might be wrong with my lungs. Um, and I just, again, I just dismissed. I just kind of said, hey, it goes away when I sit down and um, this is going to be fine soon. This is, you know, it's going to go away. Um, but it, it just kept coming every day, every day I'd walk, uh, those blocks around Hayward, Hayward field upstairs a lot. And, um, I started thinking maybe it's like a, a, a gas pressure up, moving up into my chest. Um, and then one day I started feeling nauseous. I was sitting in the sun watching those events there at the track and field event. And I started feeling really sick and it, it I was hydrating really well just because of these symptoms that were going on. I figured, Hey, water's the best friend here. So let's consume a lot of water, hydrate. Um, I looked around me and there was a really, a, a bit of an older population around me in the stands, um, people in their seventies and they were hanging tough, looking just fine, you know, handling the sun. And I said, what is wrong with me? Right. I went to the bathroom. I splashed some cold water on my face and my hands. And it wiped me out for the next few hours. So you knew it. At, Brandon, I lost you. Sorry about that. Had an incoming call there. So, um, so somebody in the audience wants to know if you had a COVID vaccine. Yeah. So I got a vaccine back in um, October of last year. Um, and that, that has crossed my mind that, hey, did that have something to do with this? Um, and you and I have, because I have viewers that think this is all I talk about. You and I, I didn't even think to ask you that question. Yeah. You and I have not talked about that. Rob asked you the same question before we went on the air, but that's something you have, it's kind of risen in your mind because you had to get the shot for your job. Yeah, no, that's a valid question too, a valid concern. Um, I think my case, I, I'm, I'm going to, um, I believe it wasn't uh, related to it. Um, I'm actually blockage, right? I mean, it's like 95% blocked. Correct. I had a coronary artery with plaque buildup in there. And, um, I think I've heard of, um, there's a, there's a name for what the vaccine has caused, uh, the problems it's caused in people's hearts. Uh, I can't remember it, but, um, yeah, I had a blockage. So I don't think it was related to that. So how has this changed? Like, I mean, your life, how has this changed what you, what you think? Um, so it's a change, it's changed, um, changed my routines. Um, it's changed the way I feel. Um, it's only been uh, six days since it happened physically and mentally. Um, I won't dismiss, dismiss the emotional mental part of it. It's been, it's been tough. Um, there's, uh, you know, I'll say a fear. Um, I, I have a lot of questions for my cardiologist when I meet them. Uh, I wonder at 36, um, being, a, an athletic build, pretty active person, not a horrible diet, um, that if it's going to happen again, 
you know, um, Is that, that would be the scary thing for your family too. You have two kids and a beautiful wife and, and then did you kind of think, Grant, is it kind of like, um, am I going to go hiking with the boys and my daughter and my son and, and not, and something's going to happen. You know what I mean? Yeah. So that's, that's definitely crossed my mind. Um, I've had, I've had some emotional, uh, episodes, uh, thinking about stuff like that. Um, what do you mean? Can you explain it? Is that okay for me to ask you? But what do you mean? Yeah, yeah. So, well, uh, I think the day, the night I got home, maybe the day after I got home, I, uh, I was in the living room with my my wife, my kids, and my dad that was visiting, um, and I, I just said, "Hey, hey, babe, can I talk to you?" My wife, I want to get away from the kids, and we went in the room to talk and. And it brought me to tears. I just, I kind of had to let it out. It was building up and I just, I had a lot of emotions going through my mind and, um, and she was very consoling. She's a, a great, a great support. And, um, I just, it just hit me facing my mortality, thinking about that. Um, I, I could have died and it's a little bit of fear thinking about what's going to happen in the future. Um, I'm just really susceptible to building that plaque in my arteries, and I, I worry about it happening. My so, kids, my kids, living uh, with with maybe losing their dad at a, a young age, you know. That's I think that's kind of the weird thing too, like because I had cancer, and so I know what you're talking about. You come in, and then anytime something in that area bothers you, you think, "Oh God, is it back?" You know. Yeah. And so if you had, if you had, if you worked out too hard. And you had a chest pain, you'd be like, okay, do I need to call the hot? You know what I mean? You can't, and people can say, oh, Brandon, you're fine. But, but it, that, that they don't get it. Oh yeah. Yeah. No, that's happened. Um, I'm even a little paranoid to sleep on my left side. I, when I wake up in the middle of the night and I'm on my left side and my, and my left arms pressing into my chest, you know, I, it goes through my mind and I flip over, you know, I lay on my back or my right side. I'm just, um, if I cough too hard, I'm, I'm worried. Um, if, you know, I, I get just natural pains over across my chest now and then, and it goes through my mind, you know, um, eventually that's going to go away. I'm, I'm not going to live in fear, right. you know, um, I, uh, it, it's going to go away. Um, every day I feel a little bit more confident, even in these, this short week so far. And, uh, you know, I just, you know, you know, going to find my new normal and, and, um, push my boundaries and, and it's going to be a good thing. It's going to, it's going to make some positive changes in my life. Like what, what do you, what do you think um, will be different for you? So already my diet's different. Um, I, my plan is to um, eliminate sugar uh, as much as possible. It's hard to do a hundred percent, but um, I'm going to eliminate as much sugar as I can um, I want to, I want to move into more, uh, of a plant-based diet. I love meat. If in anybody here, um, that might watch this, that knows me, um, knows I love steak. I kind of got obsessed with trying to cook the perfect steak. I love fatty steaks, ribeyes, New York's. You're a hunter. And, and I, I like to hunt. Um, fortunately, uh, venison and elk's a bit more lean. So oh, that's true. It's not going to be completely eliminated from my diet, but um, I'm going to cut back and I'm going to give up some of the things that I really enjoy. 
but they'll be replaced with other things that I enjoy that I might not even have experienced a lot. Um, Once you get into this, will you work out differently? So, yeah, I've never liked to run. I grew up playing baseball all my life. Um, I like to play basketball um, and golf. Um, but I never liked the running part of baseball. Um, you know, uh, during conditioning, I was in the Air Force, uh, PT. Um, I've never been an excellent runner, um, but I've never done it for exercise, really. It's just more out of fun when I'm playing basketball, I'll get my running in. Right. Um, already you know I've, I've done some laps around the blocks walking as fast as i can as directed by the doctor just to take it easy um and i i've i've, I've actually jogged a little bit in the last couple of days short spurts here and there but i'll be running i'm gonna be i'm gonna my plan is to become one of those guys that runs and uh you know like you rick i, I know you you run and i saw in your little video a little bit ago that you were pushing for a nine miler and i've never ran nine miles uh, I think I've done a, a 3K or something like that is the most I've really ran. Air Force didn't, didn't require us to run more than a mile and a half. So, Well, I never had until I was in my 50s and we were going to do a triathlon, which we did. And so we started running more. And then I used to run eight to nine. Well, I still do. Once, once or twice a week, I throw it in my – because um, I just like it. I really love it. But what, one thing I've learned, Brandon, is I don't run for time. You know, I see these people online going, oh, I did a six and a half minute mile. And it's like, uh, I think mine was eight and a half to nine, maybe 10 and a half because I enjoy it so much. I'm getting the same workout they are. It might take me a little longer, but I guess I'm seeing more too. You know what I mean? Yeah. So you just find ways around it and stuff. One other question. Somebody says family history. Can you tell them about your family history with heart problems? So, yeah. Um, well, I'll start with um, my dad's East Indian. Uh, my mom's Caucasian. Um, East, I, I've learned, um, that East Indians, um, and, and people of South Asian, Asian descent are, um, at the highest susceptibility, um, ethnicity wise to, uh, to deal with coronary artery disease. Um, so my, my grandfather had a five-way bypass, um, I think in his fifties. Uh, and then my father, he's taken high blood, high blood pressure medication and uh, cholesterol meds for the last, I want to say 25 years. And, um, but that, that's the extent of uh, heart problems in my family. Right. So it's not like um, overly buried, but obviously your genes are part of that whole thing. Cause you're, you know, you're in shape looking guy and it's just, that's why I think it caught my eye. I was just like going, and it's yeah. scary. You know, my dad, my dad had two quadruple bypasses in his lifetime. And the first time I saw his chest cut open, um, I looked at my then girlfriend, now wife, and said, I, I am not going to be that guy. No. And so you, I just started working out. And now it's probably an obsession. I'll probably kill myself working out. But um, it's like, you know, and I don't think about that all the time. But, um, I, you know, I think the good news is, Brandon, you found it when you're young. And you can change your lifestyle and you'll probably, you'll probably be fine. And the thing I think when I had cancer, the thing I, I wasn't afraid to fight the cancer like you. I'm not afraid to do the things I have to do. Mm -hmm. What I didn't want to live with was the always wondering if it's coming back. And I think that's the part where we have to trust God, where you go, you know what? My days are numbered and I'm not leaving this place until he says I'm done. Yeah. And I live my life that way and all this. And then it's like, you know what? Um, 
I, cause I cannot live the other way, like thinking constantly when something happens. And I honestly, just for your knowledge, I don't, I don't think if something comes up, I don't Now every year when I have to have, go, go in for my checkup to see if, you know, my, what my blood numbers are, I get a little nervous and edgy and kind of bitchy, you know, and, <laughs> and, and when anniversaries like that come up, you will find yourself getting kind of, you know, and my wife would go, is it time for you to get your PSA done? And I went, yeah. And she goes, I said, why? And she goes, cause you're really crabby. <laughs> psychologically when those years come up you yeah. they, it, it comes back up in a year you'll probably get go through some emotional stuff because it's like um you know it's a, a big deal but i'll tell you what i would never go back um it's been the best thing that ever happened to me because now i'm i'm not afraid of death i stared it in the face just like you did even more yeah you yeah know? and yeah no that's that's faith right you know it's just handing it over to god and uh, not succumbing to the fear, and um, just having the faith that it's it's yeah. all gonna it's gonna work out. And God's hands are gonna be over it, and and um, He'll take care of it. So that cool. that's what I'm that's what I'm you know I'm not gonna lie, it's it's um it's sunk in a little bit. Uh, but like I said, in just the short amount of time, I'm feeling it be relieved, and, and getting away from the fear. I mean, it's a week tomorrow, right? Tomorrow's a week. Yeah. Dude, uh -huh. I feel like I'm talking to somebody who, um, you know, you know, I mean, I don't know. It's kind of weird, you know, but you, um, you, you God wanted you around. I know. I mean, it, it 95% blockage is, that's a small little narrow little squeak of blood slipping through there, you know? Right. And, and I was pushing it hard for those two weeks. Um, I, I didn't tell you Friday morning when I went into the ER. Um, I woke up, I had to pick up my dad from the airport at 6.30. Um, oh no, I'm sorry, I take that back, 10, 10.30 a.m. So I had gotten up and ate breakfast and I felt really down, like just uh, almost sick, but I knew it wasn't a virus. I knew I wasn't sick, I knew I was just weak. So I said, you know what, I'm gonna kick this thing's ass and I, it's not gonna kick my ass. So. I, I put on my shoes and my shorts and I went outside and I said, I'm going to run until I can't anymore. And I got two and a half blocks and my legs were just so tired. I never felt my legs get tired like that. Um, and that was the lack of oxygen um, getting to me. And I, I started walking and then it slowly started setting in. It didn't take more than, than 10 seconds, but I could just feel a gradual someone was standing on my chest and this time it was just left arm pain and it was pretty extreme and i i walked back holding my left arm and i still wasn't convinced this was a heart attack um ignorance on my part i guess um but i had gotten back sat down rested in the chair for a little bit picked up my dad from the airport came back and on the way back he said dad i'm having these chest pains and he said, you should go in. Um, we got back home and I went in. So do you, do you sometimes like at night when it's dark, you look in, at your kids and your wife and go, man, I am so lucky. Oh, I, I've, I've done that a few times. Um, I've done that a few times since, since Friday. Um, I, uh, my, my son looked over me in the car the other day and I was just a little teared up and I didn't, I didn't want him to think dad was, I don't want to scare my kids either. Um, I want him to know that I'm not scared, but 
um, the, yeah, no, I look at them that way and the, the emotions come and, um, I just, I just think about things a lot, a lot differently. I remember when my son came, one of my sons came home, we found out I had cancer and, um, my wife called him and <clears throat> in comes barreling this huge truck, you know, in the driveway and he jumps out of the truck, comes running in the house and starts hugging me and he's crying. I got tears and crying. And he's going, dad, I'm really scared. And I said, so am I. And Brandon, the thing for me about that was I got to see how much both my boys loved me um, because they thought they were going to lose me. And, and and that's a gift because I would have never seen that had that not happened and seen. And then my, my older son, a little less emotional, but I walked in his room and he goes, Dad, I'm really, really sorry. And, and that meant the world to me. And I, and I got to see that. I looked at my wife and I said, OK, you know what? I could die now. Because I always wanted to be a good dad, and yeah. I realize I'm not perfect, but that my boys would miss me. You know, isn't, isn't that an amazing feeling? That that happened to me too. Um, <laughs> my uh, my son, I asked him, "Hey, do you want to go on a walk with me?" Last night, and we we went on a walk, and he looked over. He said, "Dad, how you feeling?" And I said, "I'm I'm feeling good." And uh, I said, "Hey, let's let's jog. Let's let's kick it up a little notch, right?" And so uh, he said, you sure, Dad? You're not supposed to jog yet. And I said, let's go. I feel, <clears throat> I feel okay. So we jogged, and we got a good, we got a good three blocks in. And um, I just noticed he was, he was checking on me. He said, you good, Dad? And my son's 13 years old. And uh, I knew, I just knew how much he loved me, um, yeah. just like you said there. And he's, he's worried about me. And um, I don't want him to be worried, but. It, it just makes you feel tremendous yeah. you know, how much your kids love you. My, my daughter's seven. So to her, she doesn't fully understand. She just knows, she knows dad had a, a sick for a minute there. Right. You know, so. Well, yeah. Brandon, I am so glad to have you on here and to meet you. And I really like you. You're a cool guy. And I can't wait to see what this does for you in a good way. In fact, we'll have you back. Keep in touch with me and stuff, you know. And um, I'd love to have you back in six months or something to see how that's changed. It, the heart attack isn't really my, my story, but it's you and, and how you deal with it. And I think that we all learn from that and we need more of this and a lot less of all the other shit that goes on. on the yeah. We need to see more stuff like people like you thriving. Not a, you're not a survivor, you're a thriver. And there's a difference. Oh, I like that. Yeah, yeah. I'm, no, I'm, 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 I'm never a victim to cancer. I used to do the, some of the cancer things and I stopped because I thought, I don't want to be that guy. I'm, I'm, I want to move past this. I don't, it was too hard. I didn't want to remember it. So people are saying all kinds of really nice stuff here. You'll have to go back and look at it. Thank you for sharing. Um, and then of course, um, I think, yeah, I'm very blessed. My kids are my life and my grandkids. So. Yeah, that's my mom there, and, and you've got, she, got a mama who loves you. And that's she's a great, thing. she's a great support. Um, yeah. And you know, one other thing, Rick, is um, if just you doing this here, um, and 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 having me speak here, like it, it might help somebody. It might cause someone to go in because you know I had I've had several people um, reach out to me in a private message and ask me, "Hey, what were you feeling?" And I've been feeling this. I've had these symptoms going on. And, and so, um, even the lady that drew my blood at my primary care 
uh, facility yesterday. She was surprised to hear that the reason I was getting my blood drawn was for a heart attack. And she said, you know what, I'm going to go to my doctor. She said, I've been having these. It's just crazy when people hear that someone so young had a heart attack. Um, Who knows, it might push someone to go in that's been having um, cardiovascular issues um, that, that needs to be seen. Yeah, that's always the hope in doing stuff like this is that, yeah. you know, I mean, and if, if we as human beings would share our lives more and, and the hard stuff and, you know, and I kind of think that, um, you know, like I said, I don't know you, but when I, when I saw your picture and that thing, I feel like, and, and this isn't, I don't hear a whisper, but I feel like God just kind of goes, him, get him on. Because, and, and now that I've had you on here, I understand exactly why, because you're deep you, you have a big heart, you care about people, and they're going to receive you, and you're not afraid to tell your story. I've never had a bad interview come on because I think my executive producer is, you know, God going, yeah. um, this guy, you need to talk to this guy, Rick, because you need, you need him on your team. This is your man. So get him, get him on here and get him talking. So Yeah, I, no, that, that's awesome. That's how, you know, he works through us um, right. like that, the connections between us and and, and I wonder what the sing, you know, to sing, um, what does that mean? You know, you should go look it up and, you know, because uh, obviously there's something planned for what you're doing. And so, you know what? Sing means lion in the, um, it means lion. No way. And, and, you know, that's kind of cool that you said that because I'm half Indian, but I take pride in, in that half of my, um, you know, I guess heritage. Um, I'm, I'm a Christian. Um, I don't, I don't practice the Sikh religion, um, but um, that's what it means is lion. And when we got back from that run yesterday and my son was concerned, I said, buddy, nothing's going to happen to me. I said, we're lions, right? I said, and it, it takes a lot more than that to, to take down a lion. So, so uh, you know what Richard means? I don't. Lion hearted. Okay. And that's well, my real, that's my real name is Richard. So I'm lying. Yeah, I, I figured it was. So see, we're uh, we are brothers. And and so there's that there's the God <laughs> God working in it, right? You know. Go look at go look at Brandon when you're done here. I don't know what it means, but I started looking at my my middle name and my name and my kids' names and stuff like yeah. that. Because I think we think we're naming our kids, but I think God's just going. Eh, here's what you're naming it, you know, and you do it. So yeah, so see, we're, we're both lionhearted. And uh, we'll yeah. see what happens. Hey, man, thank you so much. That was a really enjoyable conversation. And um, I'm glad you agreed to do that with me. Well, I really appreciate you reaching out and, um, you know, even just your kind words uh, commenting on my situation. And then, and then this, this, appreciate it. Thanks, Rick. Yeah, share it around. Let your family and friends share it because you never know who's going to need this. You know what I mean? Absolutely. Yeah. All right, buddy. Okay, get, keep in touch with me, okay? I we will. Got, will. We got your phone numbers now so we can we can talk. I'm thankful for the connection. I'll All do right. that. Thank you. Thank you. So that's the real deal right there. Um, that's what this was supposed to be all about. So I said this morning, if you to conquer evil, you have to talk, you, you use good and you smother them with honey. That was honey. That was just honey smothering all the nastiness and the words and the, the fighting and the, the keyboard warriors. You can't fight that because that's truth. It's reality and it's real. And that's what get real with Rick Dancer is going to be, has been, and is going to be. We're still going to call people out. And we're still going to make you angry. 
We're going to bless you with stuff like that too. Share it on your page. Let other people see it. Um, Cause that would be a shame not to enjoy that. All right. Have a good night. Uh, we will be back on Monday and um, we're going to have a guy who's a local newscaster um, in the area um, talking about things going on in Montana. Cause I figure you people in Oregon would like to hear that too. And I need to learn. And then I've got a guy, a local doctor who does a, a medical show, BS, no BS MD. Um, and Tim is going to Sturgis and he's going to do a live report from Sturgis, South Dakota. And then on Wednesday, I have these two women who are a couple and they moved here to retire to start a tree farm in Vida. And then we had the fires and it burned and they are the most charming people. And they're going to talk about what they've learned about the timber industry that's that, that they were wrong about. Um, and then on Friday, Thursday next week, I have a young man named Carson Lyden, good friend of mine, and he is only like in his 20s. And he had a friend commit suicide and now, or to take his life, excuse me. And um, now he does this big events to raise money for suicide awareness. So he's going to be with us and you're going to love that show too. All right, there, you got two weeks planned for your life. Have a good night. I'll talk to you later.